This is Talking Tactics, the podcast that celebrates enrollment success one tactic at a time. The catch? The tactic had to be done with limited resources, either by a single person, a small but mighty team, limited time, or with a low budget. I'm your host, Diana Kibbils, Strategy Director at Ology, and I'll be interviewing the most creative and resourceful folks across higher ed to break down a single tactic, from idea to results, so you can try them too. Are you ready? Let's talk tactics. Welcome to Talking Tactics, everyone. Day here, and with me today is Darcy Porter. Darcy is the Associate Director of Communications and Content Strategy at SUNY Brockport, where she focuses on web content, enrollment marketing, and social media. All my favorite things. (laughs) Darcy loves to push boundaries and innovate the way in which all of higher ed communicates with prospective students. And this is why I really like her. Today, we're going to talk about my favorite topic in the world. You guessed it. It's email. And Darcy is going to share how she completely reimagined Brockport's post-deposit email campaign and now is seeing open rates above 90% and six times the first year registrations. Welcome to the show, Darcy. Hello. Thanks for having me. Any excuse to talk about email, I'm there. Like, I'm 100% there. So uh, talk to me about the challenge you were trying to solve. I obviously, as you mentioned, work for SUNY Brockport, which is part of the huge conglomerate of State University Mm -hmm. of New York Public Higher Education. Um, There's 64 campuses, and we all know, I know, that in this landscape post-COVID and in higher ed, enrollment has been a little bit of a struggle, especially mm-hmm. for a campus that is competing with 64 others just in our own unit. So at Brockport, we were trying to reimagine and come up with new and innovative ways to boost our enrollment numbers, something that we had never done in the past. I work for our central um, university communications and marketing office, mm-hmm. and something we had never done in the past is partner with our undergraduate admissions office specifically to help mm-hmm. them craft their emails to prospective students. Wow. Yeah. So we were brought in um, a little bit later in the cycle, as you mentioned, to help yeah. them reimagine the post-deposit piece of the puzzle. Okay, this is going to be an interesting episode because I know a lot of folks out there are really trying to figure out that partnership and, and like the sweet spot between what Central Markom does and like enrollment teams do. So I, I honestly can't wait to hear how, how you work together and, and what the results were. So what were you trying to fix? What was the concern with the way that emails were? Post-deposit, what did we want people to do? Talk to me through that idea. So one of the problems we were trying to fix was obviously the fact that there wasn't a relationship built up between marketing and enrollment to get the emails to a place that they were, you know, the best that they could be, that they were strategically um, planned out, that the content was really like really on point, um, even design we, we didn't really have much of a role in helping them design those emails. So all three of those, those points were something that we realized we could help them improve upon. Um, and the other problem was just sheer enrollment numbers. We had a very aggressive target that we were trying to hit for this recruitment cycle. And then we also were going off of events that had occurred you know, p- last summer where we saw 
a really extreme amount of summer melt for us. Um, so don't know if that was, okay. yeah, a result maybe of, of still those COVID feelings and students having a lot more anxiety. Um, we didn't really don't know what that was, but our post deposit thoughts were that if we could try to, you know, capture more of their allegiance to the brand and, and feeling mm-hmm. a better sense of identity as Rockport students earlier on in the cycle that we could help mm-hmm. alleviate some of that summer melt. So those were two of the problems, the emails themselves, and then wanting to hit those, those numbers and prevent summer melt. Yeah. Summer melt is like that scary thing. Like you think you're done, but nope, there's the whole summer. You're very much not Um, done. I like, yeah, you're not done. I like to equate it to, this is silly, but like depositing is like saying yes to an engagement, but you still have to plan the wedding and show up, you know? Absolutely. (laughs) That's such a good analogy. (laughs) So, okay, I, I want to talk specifically about what changed in the emails then. So, you know, you're working together, you're figuring it out, you're trying. What did you get? What did you change? Sure. So this is this piece of it is where I feel like I will thrive on this podcast because your whole mission is to talk about like low resourced ways to make an impact. Yes. <laughs> and that, that really comes into play here at this step. So we, we, the doors are open. We have this partnership established. We're going to help them with their emails. Um, and low, low resource is everything SUNY Brockport is about. We're a state institution in an enrollment crisis. So we really didn't have a ton of resources to work with. Um, but we did have a few things in our pockets that helped here. Um, we have a really great new leadership team that really trusts in us to do this kind of work and helped us establish that that new budding relationship between marketing and admissions. We also have some young ones that we added to our team that really understood like the strategy behind the content and talking to the audience, this this Gen Z audience, the way that we need to be talking to them to help with engagement and retention. But the the biggest thing that helped us with crafting these emails, we realized we didn't have to build everything inside the tool, the, the CRM tool that we were using, which was Slate. We kind of had that light bulb moment where we were like, why don't we use a different program to design the emails themselves and then extract that and help that populate Slate for the design. So we started working in a platform called Clavio, which was free. Um, anyone can use it. So we used that platform to build out the actual body of the emails. We were able to incorporate really engaging design elements, but also engaging content um, pieces like video, uh, vertical, like photo and video embeds. So way more engaging than just words on a page, as you know. And when we were able to design in Clavio and bring it over to Slate, we, that's really where we, we saw like the magic come alive. Wow. Okay. So no design skills needed, I guess. Yeah. It was, <laughs> it was one of those beautiful programs where it's just like the drag and drop. You're like why? Yeah. Why are you magic? And where have you been all my life? Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> why has this been so hard for so long? Um, so in terms of content, did did you change anything about the topics that you were sending emails about? Did you change anything about how they were written in terms of like tone and personality? Yeah. So we, again, admissions had never um, worked with us prior to when they were crafting their emails. So 
we, when looking at them for the first time, we did realize how long-winded they were. Um, they were huge <laughs> blocks of text. Um, the voice was was a little bit more formal. Um, so those were all opportunities that we saw to infuse some more content strategy into yeah. the writing for the emails. So a big thing that we worked on, and actually, again, going back to the topic of options that you could do with low resources. I actually received a grant to work with a content strategist by the name of Ashley Budd. Um, oh, I know her. <laughs> do you? <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> so Ashley is just a genius when it comes to content strategy and email marketing. So I was able to have her kind of help craft that language, um, infuse con more content strategy and best practices into the writing for the emails, um, which we then, you know, made sure that at undergraduate admissions was, was good with and would send from there. The pieces we changed, a lot of it was tone, um, length, and then also mm -hmm. letting our content, like our media content, do the telling for us instead of, instead of written words. Oh, yeah. I so, love that. Yeah. So like okay. vertical testimonials from current students saying how much they loved Brockport, we would embed those or having, instead of saying like, you know, come schedule a tour to come see our residence halls, like embedding a video of our residence hall tours in there. So mm -hmm. there were a lot of different elements that we were able to add by using the Clavio designs fused with you know, this content strategy that I was able to um, improve upon through my work with Ashley. So both of those pieces really helped bring the emails. Alrighty, we're gonna play a game guys, okay? So first and foremost, get a pen, get a paper, pull out your notes app on your phone, whatever it might be, okay? Got it? Great. All right, what keywords does your website currently rank for? Take a couple seconds, right? One two, three, four. I'll give you a few, not just a couple. What doesn't it rank for that you think it should rank for? Okay, one, two, three, four. Now, what are a few keyword opportunities that you could be winning on if you just simply tweaked some of your existing website copy? Got it? Okay, how'd you do? Ooh, not so hot. Not sure what, you can, what you're currently ranking for or not sure what you could be ranking for. Well, that's okay because our friends at DD Agency want to help you answer all of these questions. DD Agency is a higher ed specific marketing technology agency that has conducted countless SEO audits for colleges and universities across the country. In these audits, they detail where you currently rank, what you could be ranking for, exactly how copy should be tweaked on website pages, and so much more. If this sounds like something that you could benefit from, give the guys at DD Agency a ping and be sure to mention that Enrollify sent you to claim a 10% discount on any of their SEO offerings. So head on over to enrollify.org forward slash DDA SEO, that's DDA as in DD Agency SEO, or simply follow the link in the show notes below. That will guarantee you get a 10% discount off of your audit. All right, head on over to enrollify.org slash DDA SEO, or simply Google DD Agency, find DD Agency's website, and be sure to mention that you heard about them through Enrollify when you request your audit. All right, folks, back to the show. This all sounds magical and smooth. I'm sure it wasn't completely smooth. <laughs> um, what 
what were any challenges that you faced and how did you overcome them? This is a great question. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So like any relationship that you're trying to, um, you know, work on and establish, yes. There, there were definitely some hiccups there, um, not in terms of the relationship itself, but just like the, the cadence and the, the timing mm-hmm. of the work that was being done, mm-hmm. because we had to infuse this brand new strategy into their existing email communication mm-hmm. strategy. Um, and, you know, just figuring out those kinks, I think, was probably the biggest the hurdle that we had. Um, we also, you know, again, going back to the theme of low resources, Admissions um, was at the time going through a turnover in um, personnel. So they were down a couple bodies there. So um, although we were able to help them craft the emails and that really took a huge weight off of their shoulders, uh, they still needed the bodies to be able to set up all of the um, queries, get them scheduled. So there were some um, timing and scheduling challenges with that as well. I think the biggest challenge was at the onset, which is getting the door open to be able to say, like, we can help with these emails um, and having them finally accept accept that help and, and working on that. So I before we get into results, I want to ask you about that, because I know that that is a challenge that a lot of institutions are facing. So how did you get the door open? What what advice do you have for other folks in, in positions similar to yours? You know you can help. You know you have the skills. You know you have the knowledge. You have, you know, you want to. How do you get that door open? So I honestly have to give all the credit in the world to, like, the leaders within yeah. our office, so within communications, and then new leadership that took the reins over in undergraduate admissions and above mm-hmm. in our en- enrollment management division. Mm-hmm. It was all them. Like, I think it was just new, new people in the mix that really understood the benefit to the collaboration, um, mm-hmm. coupled with the dire need to hit those numbers. Like there was mm-hmm. no room for there to not be a relationship and having everyone on board and everyone understand that I, I'd say was, was the biggest key to getting the door open which is sounds like yeah. so grandiose and like idealistic, but that really was it. Like we just had no room to not, to not do it. So folks listening, um, go to your leadership, say that's a smart thing to do. It has to come from the top, open up the doors. Collaboration is key, especially um, if enrollment is a focus for your institution, which I mean, when is it not? Right. So uh, let's talk about results because I know folks are like, oh my gosh, tell me, tell me what these emails did. Um, so specifically, how many emails did you change and what were the results that you saw from them? Yeah. So we, um, as mentioned, we were really focusing on that post-deposit um, mm-hmm. piece of the cycle. So we developed... Uh, I'd say about 12 emails. Not all of those were sent because of the, mm-hmm. the staffing and the personnel challenges over in admissions, just the sheer mm-hmm. number of emails they, they weren't able to help set up and manage and send out. Um, so I'd say I think it was eight that ultimately did get sent. The great part about this for me, which like really boosted my ego, but shouldn't, is that this was already the, like the most engaged audience you could possibly ever work with, right? Like they have deposited right. at the institution their first mm-hmm. year 
incoming students. They're jazzed up. They want to get to college. Mm -hmm. So of course the open rates are high. Um, but we did see because of the fact that we were able to tailor, like each email was tailored to a very, very, very specific granular call to action. Um, so I'd say that piece and then also making sure that subject lines were written in a way that like really resonated with, with our Gen Z friends. Um, those I think really boosted open rates to increase numbers from what they saw in 2022. Um, but yeah, I, it was, so that result was, was wonderful to see. Um, we also saw really great, um, click rates. And I think that could be attributed to not just the fact that we really tried to dial in on those call to actions. Like this is your email that you will need to register for classes. Registration's open. Like here's how you do it. Um, so that piece, but also the fact that we had those new media elements that really were engaging to them, um, that obviously boosted click rates because then they could see a video of students mm -hmm in talking in a vodcast about life at Brockport, like they're good. That's the content that they're going to want to see and that they're already seeking out right. on other platforms. So we just hand delivered it to them. So click rates yeah. and open rates increased. Um, and then one of the big pieces that I think we're hoping time will tell the cycle's not over, but we're really hoping that um, this next piece will alleviate the summer melt is that we saw registration numbers for first year students increase after we sent out our time to register email. Wow. So yeah, that again, going back to summer melt, we, we're trying to alleviate larger melt numbers that we saw in 2022. Um, and it was a tactic that enrollment management came up with so I can't take any credit for, for the idea itself, but pairing it with the email to try to get them to register earlier than they ever have mm -hmm. in the past. And perhaps if they had deposited at numerous institutions, which we're hearing as a trend, if they mm -hmm. could register with us earlier and receive their class schedule earlier, it mm -hmm. may be all the more reason that they you know, decide to ultimately come to Rockport in the fall. So the, the email really helped boost the awareness that we're starting this process now. You can register for classes, do this step to be able to see your fall course schedule. Um, and, it, and it worked. We really have seen a huge increase in, in full completed registration numbers at this point. That's incredible. Like those are the type of numbers you don't think you're going to get from an email. But I, you know, the email, I, I love how you said it. You hand deliver the action, right, that, mm -hmm. that students have to take. So you actually take off the burden for them to figure it out or try to like map it out on their own. And it has real results. So um, I have a couple questions from all that awesome stuff you shared. One, so you talked about really tailoring subject lines and really tailoring calls to action and how the emails used to be very long-winded and now they're kind of shorter or more specific. Mm -hmm. Did you separate big, long emails with multiple calls to action into single calls to action emails? Or did you group calls to action? Um, do you have any kind of tips for folks trying to replicate what, what you did at Brockport? Yeah, absolutely. That's exactly what we did. We, we separated big, long mm -hmm. emails that are like, there was one email that we sent very early on to the students, I think one day after they had deposited with next steps. So it was like everything mm -hmm. right there. Mm -hmm. um, and Ashley, when working with Ashley, our content strategist um, and consultant, 
she really helped like ingrain in us like the the content writers for this project that that's overwhelming like they're not that's that's going to lead to you know just like fight or flight right like they're gonna mm-hmm. they're gonna get overwhelmed so if you can break it up into as you said multiple emails each with one call to action specifically that can help them actually take the action the desired action that we want them to take so Instead of the next steps email that was being sent previously, I think we split it into like four really concise call to actions. The registration um, was the first, the one that I already mentioned. Um, Register for orientation was the second. I think the third was the housing portal is open. So apply for housing and fill out your preference form. And then the fourth was um, submit all the required documentation. So immunizations and transcripts and all that good stuff. Amazing. Much easier. Much easier. Um, so <laughs> I know because you told me before that your open rates now are over 90%. Um, do you know what they used to be? Yeah, I think they were, I mean, depending on the email, right? But, you know, I think either lower 90s or upper 80s, again, which is super inflated because this is like the most engaged audience you it's will okay. ever get. We just yeah. take the number at we face value and... Like we like pat our backs and tell our boss how awesome we are. Right. (laughs) So yeah, the open rates did increase, which was a really rewarding Mm -hmm. feeling, especially Mm -hmm. for us that we're not in the process. We we weren't doing these email campaigns before. Mm -hmm. So to see that our efforts really did help them in that way was, was a great feeling. And the most important metric of course, is those first year registrations, how, um, how much more was that? Well, we're at like 400 something. And last year at this time, we were, I think, around 50. So without, oh my gosh. without having done the actual That's, math, yeah, it's significantly it's like higher. Eight times. Yeah. And again, we, we opened up this process earlier than we did at this time last year. So that that wow. is one reason that they're inflated. But really, I think it's just these these partnerships between us admissions and then, you know, our, um, first year registration and advisement team, like that, the, the melding and the, the understanding of the importance of what we're doing at this point in the cycle has really, really helped. That's fantastic. That's incredible. I'm, I'm so proud of what you've accomplished. Um, you know, one of the great things about tactics like these and results like these is that it actually sets up kind of a precedent for collaboration for, for other things, right? When, when things are going well, what else can you do together? So what are you going to try next? What's, what's the next cool thing you're going to do with enrollment? Oh my goodness. I wish this is a huge wish that we could work partner with them to completely redesign their entire communications plan Mm -hmm. for the fall. I think we have some steps in motion to get there. Um, but our office is also um, currently going through a full site redesign. So speaking, you know, speaking to that low resources thing, like there's only so much of us to go around and only so much time we have. So I would love, love to see us be able to at least partner with them more often in the fall in their communications plan if we're not able to like fully get our hands on, on everything. Mm-hmm. But especially around those those big initiatives. So, for example, in the, this past fall, SUNY 
led a free applications campaign. Um, I think it was a two week long or two week long campaign. So something like that, where we could help them when there is something bigger on the docket um, and, and just get our, get our feet, you know, our feet wet. Yeah. Get our feet (laughs) wet during, during, you know, in those smaller chunks that, that might have big results um, and working our way into the, into the strategy there. Get, get our hands dirty. Get our get hands dirty. Our in. I don't, yeah, I'm that. also bad. Yeah. Somebody tell us. So we don't know. Yeah. Put in the All comments. right. Well, <laughs> thanks so much, Darcy, for sharing the success with us. Any last words of advice for the listeners? I kind of like what, what day read in, in my intro and bio, just continue to think outside of the box. That's my biggest mm-hmm. thing. And stay creative, stay creative, stay resourceful out there, folks. Yes. Little plug. Uh, my friend, Ashley Budd is the consultant that was mentioned here who work with Darcy through a grant. Ashley and I actually are writing a book about email right now. So stay tuned. 2024, everybody's going to have these tips in their hands. All right. Thanks so much, Darcy. That's the end of the episode today. And everybody out there, keep walking the walk and talking the talk. Thank you all for listening to Talking Tactics. If you try what you heard today, or if you've got a tactic of your own to share, I definitely want to hear it. So find me on LinkedIn by searching for my name, Diana Kibilds. That's D-A-Y-A-N-A-K-I-B-I-L-D-S. And if you're enjoying Talking Tactics, please rate and review the show because there's nothing I love more than a good grade and positive reinforcement. Finally, if you just can't get enough of good podcasts, the Enrollified Podcast Network delivers with an amazing selection of other marketing and admissions-focused podcasts just for you. Go show them some love. See you next time. Thank you.